Wrestling Wars Podcast is here. Bring all the madness during March. We're going to be in here hitting hard and leaving just as quick as Kentucky basketball will be getting bounced out of the Mad- oh, March Madness out. tournament. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know anything about the basketball this year, but I had to mess with you. This is oh, Mighty Norcal here with the main writer, the man on WrestlingRumors.net, Tommy Hall, also known as KB. He's written many wrestling books. He is the 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 Kentucky Mouse, the Kentucky Killer. Uh, um, <laughs> Kentucky Fried KB. That's what I'm gonna call oh, you. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, Seriously. So we're here. We're here hitting hitting the bumps and the fast lane. The fast lane. The expressway to WrestleMania. Two weeks out. I feel like we say this every year. Does it feel like it's two weeks out of WrestleMania to you? Um, no. It feels. I like think it's... maybe it doesn't feel that way just because this year for this is the first time. And obviously it was combined last year. This is the first time we don't have a Cena angle or a or a Undertaker angle. Yeah, that is weird. Um, it's I mean when you have a guy who's literally if under the thing is Undertaker was recently announced for probably being on Crown Jewel. If he makes the next year, that is thirty years in WWE. I think he can just because you know he all, all he has to do is these... do yeah. the entrance and yeah. kill somebody in in a minute and. Yeah, the thing that people forget, he had been wrestling for six years before he before, got to WWE. Yep. Yeah, sure did. That's nuts. But uh, yeah, it, it does feel like it, the the problem is the main event match. Well, the main event men's match, Rollins versus Lesnar is just there. Kind of blah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. There's no there's no reason for these two to hate each other, and they don't. They just it's about the title, and with Lesnar being basically champion non grata. Um, yeah, I am, however, I did see someone suggest something the other day that has me worried. What's that? Rollins loses to Lesnar. Heyman issues a challenge to Reigns. Reigns leaves his champion in a WrestleMania 9 redo. Hmm? Would that shock you? I mean, no. There's there's nothing that they could do with Reigns, pretty much, in, in, uh-huh. in that realm that would ever shock me. Um, and if there's ever a time to strike while the iron's hot, well... Yeah, yeah, though, I mean, uh, that might be, that might use up some of that good feeling they have with Reigns in a hurry. If it's they right ought to just, well, because they already went the multi-route with the women's match. They should have mm-hmm. just made it a fatal four-way with uh, Rollins, Lesnar, McIntyre, and Reigns. Reigns mm-hmm. is over as a babyface, finally. It's a yeah. good way to put over McIntyre as a big deal. And yeah. then and then Lesnar doesn't look like shit because you can have everybody hit him with with their finish and that's what puts yeah. him down kind of thing. So yeah, well I, I'd always thought they would do that with the Shield and Lesnar. So McIntyre makes more sense right now. Yeah. Um. So rolling into this week's news as we're closing in, uh, a lot of you and I and I regret that we we didn't mention it on the show when it happened, um, because the guy was was a part of my childhood between um the, his feud with Hogan and his appearances on Married with Children. Because uh, I was like a bad little kid, and I watched shows like Married with Children when I was a kid. Um, Never seen it. Um, King Kong Bundy passed away within the last few weeks, and the reason that we are mentioning this now, not only because he's a wrestling legend and uh, appreciate the work that he had, um, the cage match with Hogan to me is still very um, epitomizes what pro wrestling was at that time. Um, 
But what I wanted to mention was because there is a drive going on, trying to get attention on it. Um, King Kong Bundy had uh, ten cats, apparently. And they all are at the Gloucester uh, County Animal Shelter in New Jersey right now. And they're looking for people to adopt those cats. So, uh, Gloucester County, New Jersey, Animal Shelter. Um, Google that. Google King Kong Bundy cats. Google, just just Google away if you want to adopt one of King Kong Bundy's cats. Um, the spelling of that, because it is one of those weird old-timey uh, northeastern uh, names. Hold on, I had it, I had it, I had it. Damn it. There it is. G L O U C E S T E R County in New Jersey. Gloucester County, New Jersey. Um, check that out. Get you a King Kong Bundy cat. Maybe if you have a Hulk Hogan cat, they can feud on a <laughs> cat post. Um, and thank you, everybody, who checks that out, if any of you do. Moving on to Raw. Um, this is Kurt Angle's uh, Going Away Tour. And it's two things stood out. The Angle-Gable match and the way that they handled it was really, really cool. Um, very touching to me. Uh, the second thing that stood out to me is... It's, it's, it's really tough seeing Kurt Angle how he is right now. Yeah. I mean, that guy, I know they say it all the time on, on WWE television and it was, and it's kind of been driven to the ground, but when they say that that guy was the wrestling machine, was a wrestling cyborg, it's no fucking joke. He has probably at least ten five-star classics under his belt. I mean, the guy was Mm -hmm. just fucking amazing during his prime. And to see him barely able to move messing up very basic spots because of being able to move it's it's tough um and also what's tough what a lot of people found was to be tough and i think it's funny because as jaded as wrestling fans get as as educated as wrestling fans get it's pretty clear it's still not impossible to work them baron corbin announced as kurt angle's uh wrestling wrestling retirement his last match Everybody lost their fucking minds online, even to the point of certain news sites reporting that, oh, it was, they changed their minds, and that's not what's going to happen. They didn't change their fucking minds. That was never going to happen. They're trying to mess with you. They're trying to give Corbin something to do in the road to WrestleMania. He's obviously going to get replaced. The rumor on the street is Cena. What's your take, bud? Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, when they immediately, within minutes, they were talking about how disappointing that was. On WWE.com! Yeah. Like, yeah, they hello? Were, they were talk- yeah. yeah. They, were, they were talking about it on Raw, too, and it's just like, WWE will hype up the worst things ever. The worst! As, as God's gift to, to wrestling fans. See also Baron Corbin. See also Miz versus Shane. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's on that yeah. happening on the oh, same oh, card. Oh, 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 well, We'll get to that later. <laughs> Believe me, we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't buy that it's going to be Corbin. I know storyline-wise it makes sense, but as soon as you started to hear them make it a thing that people were mad about it, you could tell there's something up here. Uh, I Cena wouldn't surprise me. 
that would it would make sense historically. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, I believe Cena inducted England to the Hall of Fame, if my memory serves right. Uh, yeah, I think so. Even, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't watch the Hall of Fame, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Angle would um, Angle versus Corbin. It makes sense from a like a very short term perspective, but Kurt Angle is one of the most unique and incredibly well rounded stars ever. He is on a very elite level as far as overall talent goes, and he deserves better than a lower card villain to beat in like a seven minute match at WrestleMania. I don't know if nothing else. Do you really want with the angle that we've got now? Do you really want Corbin to be the one trying to walk him through a match on that kind of a stage? Right. No. I mean, Cena and angle would be a big deal just for the sake of it's Cena and angle. And that alone is going to give you uh, just, it's going to give you the, um, the bigger atmosphere and aura to the match where that's that's going to be able to let you ignore some of the problems with it. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. It never was happening. Everybody just sit tight. Enjoy the ride. So maybe we will get our WrestleMania single Cena angle. I also think that half-ass they began the Undertaker angle and it was very subtle when Elias was talking about how I'm going to put on my performance at WrestleMania and if anyone interrupts mm. me they're going to fucking get hurt or whatever it was that he said. But it was definitely emphasized, I'm going to do my performance, and if anyone interrupts me, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, hint, hint, hint. Hint, 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 definitely, though. I, I, have a, I would almost be stunned to see Undertaker doing something with Elias. I would. At WrestleMania. Elias is super over. I know, but it just it feels like a, like almost. And it's a, an it, easy spot. He's playing his yeah. guitar. Lights go out. Gong goes off. Here he comes. Yeah. Choke slam. Maybe a tombstone, and then he's out. Just, just like he wait. should be. Yeah. Just please wait until late in the show, so it's actually dark when the lights go out. It won't. Um. It won't have to be too late because it's, it's East Coast. So. That's true. I just remember the Bray Wyatt entrance where they were clearly trying to stall as long as they could. Yeah, and... it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, but again, there's only so much you can do when you're having the show in California. Yep. But yeah, th this should be fine. I mean, the show is going to be running from April 7th to like April 14th at this point. So I'm sure somewhere in there it'll be night. Yeah, at some point. It'll be every hour of darkness that's available. Um, so on Raw, we saw... The continuation of the Rousey, Becky, Charlotte build, and we saw uh, Rousey's husband get involved, Travis Brown. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they'll use him as a second to her or or backup. Um, given that I, I I you know I don't hate it because I don't think we're going to deal with it for very long, as all indications again are that the Monday after Raw is or the Raw after WrestleMania is going to be Rousey's last night probably till. You know, who knows? 20, 2020, the next WrestleMania, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. It, it was kind of a. I don't. I wouldn't say it was forced. It does make sense. I mean, also, it's not like. I mean, Brown is a a, a UFC fighter, so, or at least he used to be. I'm not sure if he's still with that company, but it, he he's a professional fighter, so it's not like it's some stretch to have him knocking out some security guards. So, uh, he's big. He's intimidating looking. I don't like you said. I don't picture this being anything permanent, though. Having Rousey saying that she's like going off script and everything, and just having her husband there, who she knows she can trust, is a 
nice little add to the to the story. Yeah, it's not, not like, it's not yeah, it's not like this is going to be some big game changer or anything like that. Brown's not going to get in the ring or anything of that nature. So it's it's just a nice little bonus part to the story. And Nothing and being that he's the only person who can control her right now. Yeah, that'll work too. Like the the Scarlet Witch to her Hulk. Yep. Um Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Johansson we, to her Hulk. We finally got the answer, our answer. We've been asking directly for weeks now, why is Batista mad? Why is Batista so mad? And Michael Cole, I couldn't believe it. I was hanging on the word. He literally said, why are you so mad? And Batista said, basically, because I'm mad. Uh, uh, he said, what did he say? Because I, I don't like him or something. So... He, said, he, he was talking about how Triple H had always held him down and how no, Triple H had... After, his initial oh. answer was... Oh. Because I don't like him. Yeah. That's okay. as simple of an answer as you can get. Okay, I mean, sure. It's better than nothing. Um, Not much better, but it's better than nothing. He should have uh, just been like, I'm not mad. But I just feel like coming back and beating him up again. Because I'm an asshole. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, go with that angle with it. So go with the old Mike, Mike, the old Mike Knox routine. Yeah, yeah. Because I can. Yeah, Um. I mean, it's... It was better of an explanation than I was expecting. Uh, after the first week of nothing, I was expecting uh, Batista to just be like, I don't deserve, I don't owe you guys an explanation or something, but at least they did give us an answer. So after all that, they gave us what we wanted. In a in a manner of speaking, yes. Um, yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, he said it so many times, somebody had to. Yeah. Uh, okay, that joke didn't work. Anyway. Um, no, I, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was um, Batista just wanting to retire and have one last match and just agreeing to – wanting to fight Triple H, who he claims has held him down all this time. And that's – saying that that's why he left both times was a nice little I, touch. I, <laughs> yeah, I like that he used the words, like, directly, I didn't quit. <laughs> because when he fucking left, he – remember the promo after the <laughs> Cena match? Yes. I Quit! Like, this is an exact word. It's so, like, classic fucking dipshit heel. It was so funny when he said that. Oh, I like it. If Bianca Belair can still say, I'm undefeated after being defeated, we can get, Batista can get away with this. Batista's, but that's what, like, but that's such classic heels shit. Oh, I know. I know. Because, you know, that was the big thing with, like, the Four Horsemen, is they would get their, they would never win. They'd get the shit kicked out of them all the time and then be back the next yeah. night talking like nothing happened. And that's part of what made them such assholes. And that's, yeah. it's just classic heel one-on-one stuff and it made me laugh so much. Batista, heel Batista is so fucking great, man. He Just is. love him. He is. Um, so, big time looking forward to that. Enjoy the build to that. Um, one that I'm not sure if I'm still enjoying the build on is this Kofi Kingston situation over on SmackDown. Yeah. He went through the gauntlet. Vince was like, oh, by the way, there's one more person. Here comes Daniel Bryan. B-plus player, B-plus player, B-plus player. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you figured this out yet, but this is just like the fucking storyline that Daniel Bryan had done to him. Really? They should have said something. Should Should I come to your house and hit you over the head with it real quick? Oh, WWE. But, so... Honestly, and again, maybe it's just, it's not for me. The story isn't for me. It's for other people who are watching, kids, what have you. But, you know, just like we say with the Becky thing and the 
the injury and keep her out. And this kind of story's been done to death. Again, this kind of thing has been done to death. And they're just kicking the can, kicking the can, kicking the can. Yeah. Oh, next week it's another stipulation. Oh, next week it's another stipulation. Like, we, f- we fucking get it. We know what's going to happen. Like, let's just... Yeah, Let's give these guys this, some promo time. Let's give these guys some time to build a match. Yeah, they did this. They did. It, it's reminding me more of Undertaker and Cena last year, where it was just like, are they gonna announce? When are they gonna announce it? When are they gonna announce it? When are they gonna announce it? You know, it's going to happen. Just say it already. Like, I mean, let like you said, let Kofi and Brian just cut promos on each other for a couple of weeks. But at this point, th- assuming they even give Kofi the shot this coming Tuesday, they're gonna have the rest of that show and the go home show. And that's it. That's to do the it. Official, to do the official build for this, and that's even assuming they give him the shot this Tuesday. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've got a couple of ways they can find. No, in WWE, this. it'll be with the when, when the signature comes up on the bottom of the screen at the end of next week's fucking SmackDown. Yeah, and it'll be confirmed he's getting the shot. Yeah, uh, my guess, my guess would be. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of ways they could go about the last hurdle for Kofi. He could either be, have to beat New Day. Uh, or my thing, I'm thinking it's going to be more along the lines of the uh, the Rock threatening to have all of the roster walk out on Triple H and Stephanie, where you had all those people, um, all those people were watching the gauntlet match in the back, yeah, and, every- yeah. and everybody was wishing Kofi good luck. Uh, I could see them doing something where it's like we won't work WrestleMania if you don't give Kofi what he deserves. Which again, parallel to the Brian thing, but I guess we yeah, we've moved yeah. past. Uh, you know, I, I, that's the point at this point. Well, it has been five years since the Brian thing, so it's not like they did it last year. Yeah. But, and to be fair, the way WWE moves at this rate, you kind of have to, they're going to repeat stuff. I mean, but goddamn, they're repeating the same terminology. Well, yeah, but what do you expect? The writers to come up with something new? My bad, my bad. Uh, speaking of, of coming up with things that are new or changing things or... Being stuck in Frozen Animation, it, it there's some rumors going around that the tag title matches might get cut from WrestleMania. Yeah. And this doesn't... I don't think this bodes well for the WWE and their creative, but as a person who was going to WrestleMania, I found myself being thankful. Very Daniel Bryan, I mean, I am thankful that we are getting matches cut from WrestleMania. Because at one point, there was going to be 17... 17 matches. Yeah. It was expected to be the longest and lengthiest pay-per-view ever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, if you remember back in the days of VHS, WrestleMania 4 was that big double tape. Double tape, yeah, man, I used to love that, that one, because it was so that, cool. It was like renting, I get to have two wrestling videos when I rent it. Oh, yeah. And that was 16 matches. So we would have been going past the length of the double tape. Uh, well, it's not yeah, uh, quite the same because that those matches were only, back then, those matches were like four minutes long. The show yeah. was still only four hours long, which now, fuck, that's a that's fast lane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I believe the longest on record so far is 33. I think that was like five hours and ten minutes plus kickoff show. We uh, If they do all 17 matches... We would be sailing past that. But the thing is, I mean, like you said, it's kind of a relief to not have those. Right now, also, think about it. With the way the Revival has been booked and the Raw Tag Titles have been booked, do they belong on WrestleMania? 
They barely belong on fast lane. Well, they they don't, that's but not, the people who would be challenging them do because yeah, those are the people who have beat them all those times. Yeah, and that's not a knock on the revival. Obviously, that's just the tag title. The raw tag titles have been nothing. The Usos barely appear other than to call teams out. They if, uh, if since they have them, the right idea with the women's tag title, mm-hmm. maybe that's a glimmer of hope. Maybe not. There's still I, time. There's still two so. weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they combine these fucking tag titles like they should have done a year ago. Yeah. There's more than enough depth right now to support two tag titles. Or to support one tag, one one big division. So I don't know. There's no need to have two sets of tag team champions. There's just not. I mean, the, the SmackDown tag team titles, aside from the Bludgeon Brothers, when is the last time you remember a team other than, or other than Miz and Shane, because of course... Uh, other than the Usos, the New Day, or the Bar holding the titles. Other than that one Bludgeon Brothers reign, it's been a uh, long... Sir, you have forgot the legends uh, that are Rhino and Heath Slater. Yeah, well, I mean, it's those been... Were the first, those were the first SmackDown Tag Team Champions that yes, they probably were, and... should have fucking told us what we were in for going forward. Yeah, yeah. It was a big old fat sign about what yeah. this was fixing to be. Well, I mean, New Day and the Usos have had some incredible matches, and so have the Bar with any combination of those two. But it's just like, can we get something fresh? Because for some reason, we could never just move the Usos to Raw, which would open up a lot of possibilities. But we're not allowed to do that for some Start reason. Start placing bets. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania main card over under five hours. Oh, way over. Over five hours. Over five. I mean, they've done it twice. They've done the last two have been over five hours. Show. Total show, including pre-show. Uh, eight hours. Seven and a half. Seven and a half? So under eight. Barely. Barely. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Because, I mean, th- for once, I mean, I've been to the last three WrestleManias and four out of the last five. The only one I didn't go to was California. I am relieved to not be going to this show because of how long it is going to be. And that's sad. I've given Even WWE... sadder, it's in my area, it's in my region. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have people coming in from to from international to visit me to go to this show, I would not be going. Yeah, it's it's I... become a chore. F- uh, it... Fucking yeah, if it's an eight-hour yeah. show, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year down in uh down in New Orleans, I had pretty good seats where you could see everything, and it was just like, can we get on with this? Like, how many? It's where you sit there and just look. At how many matches do we have to go in this? You shouldn't be doing that when you're paying hundreds of dollars for good seats. You shouldn't be sitting there looking at your watch. Just wondering how much longer do we have to go on this thing? I'm telling but you. But that's that's what WrestleMania has become. Two nights. Here we go. Let's do it. I hope not. There's, or a, lot, there's just... a lot of innovation. There's a lot of innovation going on. It'll take some getting used to, but let's let's it... go let's go two nights. Uh, or just don't put everything on WrestleMania. Well, <laughs> like again, Miz versus Shade. That doesn't need to be there. There's a, that's like that doesn't make it. Also, like the tag titles, the Intercontinental title might not make it, but Miz and Shane certainly can. I'm so thrilled. Anyway, I'll, I'll cut myself off before I go on for the next two hours with that. But uh, I, you know why? You know why we should? You know why you need to? Because nobody wants to see it, so nobody wants to fucking hear about it on this podcast. This is a very good point. Yeah. Uh, it's already had more min- media minutes. More time of your life has been spent on that match than already 
ever has any business doing. So we here at the Wrestling Wars podcast are going to boycott giving that any attention. It's, it's fair, fair enough. Fair it's enough. Sir. Fair enough. Fucking grotesque. Um, quick hits of news for the week. This hit me hard. So we go on a family vacation up to New England, up to uh, Maine every year, and that's where I plan on retiring to in about five or six years. And on the way there, every single year, we pass Titan Towers in Connecticut. Mm. And the news dropped this week, very sadly, to me at least, because that's always been the facade, that's always been the building that the WWE is selling the offices at Titan Towers and, well... They didn't necessarily say that. They just said that they're moving. WWE is moving its headquarters. Now, surely it's still going to be in Stanford. But they're moving out of Titan Towers. I saw one person mention on um, Twitter, and I really like this idea. Maybe they could use that as the physical Hall of Fame. Possibly. Possibly. I like much more. I like much better the idea of uh, setting up a satellite one everywhere they go, like configuring it in a way that where they could set it up at uh, WrestleMania access. I mean, they, have they the, kind they, of they, already half-ass do yeah. it. So yeah, if you really could really find like a convention center to set everything up in and make it fucking cool, um, and then have that available for the weekend or whatever for people who want to pay to go through it, that I think that would be. You just do plaques with their. You don't have to do the whole NFL sure. bust thing. You just do plaques. Um, right. You know, a couple of displays, uh, stuff you all can that, watch video. You know, there's ways ways to do it. Set up the Andre the Giant statue like they already do. Yep. Um, set up all that stuff. I, I don't think it would take that much more effort than what they already do to yeah, set they, up. They, so. they, are, they already have the small form of all the Hall of Fame inductees from that year. Plus a lot of other just random memorabilia. Uh, they have a, they always have a big display from Mania Three. Uh, I, they have already announced where they're going to be moving the new headquarters to. Oh, it is two miles away from Titan Towers. Yeah, it is a ten has, minute drive. Has the reasoning come out? Yeah, uh, apparently the um, in Stanford at the moment, from what I understand, they have the corporate headquarters. And their mm-hmm. production studios, mm. and they're trying to combine those into one building. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's. Uh, I I looked it up on Google because I'm like, oh, they're staying in Stanford. Well, just out of curiosity, how far is it? A ten minute drive is how far it's going to be from Titan Towers. So well, I mean, I, I guess I I understand yeah. where they're going. Yeah, but it, it, still, there, there is a there is a logic. Still to it, weird. Still weird. It is. Yeah, you could. How many people do you think are going to drive to the wrong building more than once? Oh, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, okay, fine. I was expecting them to be, like, leaving Connecticut. And, uh, that, that seemed a little odd. And I'm like, oh, they're staying in the same city, like, two blocks over. Okay. There is, with the with putting the two buildings into one, there's no point in paying the rent for two buildings or whatever or taxes or whatever on them. So it makes sense. And it's not like it's leaving Stanford or anything. So Someone else who is on the move good old JR allowed his contract to expire. I mean, we all knew that was coming. And he yeah. announced on his website, and I'm going to be doing big old fat air quotes with this next phrase. He is, quote-unquote, negotiating <laughs> with AEW. Confirmed, like we were talking about here on the Wrestling Wars podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I don't think those negotiations are very hot and heavy. It's probably just working out legalese. Um, I think it's 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 all but done, 
and uh, we've already kind of went over uh, why this is a big deal and a good thing for them. Um, yeah, it's cool cool to see it actually happening. I just remember remember when all this broke, like way back when, and we all were yes. like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And it was supposed to be what 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 was said? What was said online? I believe it was Jr. and Chris Jericho were starting we're a company. starting a company, and fucking a, look where we're at. <laughs> now people yeah. will say, "Oh, Chris Jericho is just a wrestler on the company," but it's yeah, Chris Jericho. Yeah, fucking right. You already know he's, you know, on the board, the board of trustees, if you will. He's um, also probably going to be their sound. He's also probably going to be their audio guy. So, so you expect to hear a lot of Fozzie. So, uh, yeah. Um, what cool. started off as, yeah, people kind of conf- you know a little bit confused, a little bit excited. Oh my god, you know what the fuck? Jr. and Chris Jericho. You know, along with the elite, gonna run this thing. Um, to my knowledge, they still have not signed anyone who heavier than 215 pounds. Um, so they are still two two one five live. Jr. is gonna be up there though. Well, he's not a wrestling performer. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yet. I know. Yeah. I, that. Uh, um, yeah. I wonder who out there is gonna be his uh, his his uh, his uh, his counterpart on the um, on the um, on the on the commentary table. I mean. That's a good question. Uh, it might, it very well could be an unknown. Uh, knowing our luck, it'll be Matt Stryker or Conrad Thompson. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Conrad won't do it. Um, he's already it, he's already talked about that. Um, okay. Matt Stryker. I was kidding. I, I was kidding. Uh, fuck, please, God, no. Um, Anyone but Stryker. I because of what we had heard about how they were gonna they were really no shit gonna try and go towards a um, a sports based presentation. It makes me wonder if they're gonna go with the uh, the heel the heel color commentary person. I they might just go with somebody like Kevin Kelly or maybe something like yep. that where it's you know a straightaway sports style commentary. Yeah, you can do either one. Uh, I mean, the the AEW fans are gonna buy it no matter what. My question though is, does that bring in uh, people from out like the, the more casual wrestling fans who are going to give it a shot with oh, 100 percent like... if they're if people are going through the channels and they hear jim ross's voice 100 yeah, percent. that's gonna that's gonna draw in some some no, new fans no that's not what i mean i mean like i know but they... i wanted to say that okay fair enough would they be okay with um a with sports like a... style presentation yeah i think they would be to a certain extent uh it's certainly worth a try i don't um, think it's gonna hurt it, I, don't... It, it, I think we can go with this it'll be better than what wwe currently does no matter what they do. If they, they had could, nothing, it would be better. They could sit there and sing the McDonald's menu song I'm going in the to, 80s and be fine. I'm going to tweet Byron Saxton and be like, I spent $350 on a WrestleMania ticket just so I could not hear you say Randy Orton is going to that place. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. It's worse than it's boss time. It's worse. Fucking, uh, fucking yeah. makes me cringe every time. No, it's one of those things that like, it's so because it's so branded and Vince McMahon is so into branding that we've all just accepted that it gets said. But like, it's so far away from what originally was the point that it's like Pavlovian. Like he just says it and nobody questions it, but it makes no fucking sense. Like we're definitely at the point now, generationally, where how many people watching the program on a weekly basis know what the fuck Triple H even means. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when something's being serious, they call him Paul. Yeah. 
They say, oh, it's Triple H, Triple H. Does anybody even know what that means or, like, what that represents or... Yeah, no, I, I fuck remember... no. I, 75% of the people who watch probably have no fucking idea. Right. There's this this annoying mentality of with WWE, and it's part of the problem with WrestleMania, going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, you have to watch every single thing to know what's going on, and you have to have this deep history of it. Which I mean, like, if so the going to that place thing. I mean, how long has it been since the voices in my head? Fucking that was like two thousand nine. So ten years. Ten ago? years ago. Yeah. And going to what place? Is, what the fuck are they talking about? What? And the thing is, also, if you even follow the storylines from back then, he made it up. There were no voices. There was no place. He made it up. When I hear but, voices, when I hear voices in my head, I'm comfortable in the thought that they're actually just mailbag questions. So we're going to do, well, do a couple of those real quick. Well, I was hoping you would go there because you have no idea how appropriate something you said was. Okay. We have one here. It says, the following cliche drives me crazy. When, a, when, a, when someone cuts a promo saying this, I'm going to insert pay-per-view here. I'll walk in as insert championship here. And I'll walk out as insert championship here. What cliches or sayings make you mad? Oh, well, there you go. It's, like I said, it's the... Uh, that's one of the biggest ones is the is the 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 built in Oh am I gonna go into this? Okay. So there's a leadership, a culture study that went at, happened at Stanford. And I'm paraphrasing like what this was because I don't remember the exact details, but the the basics of it was um they put two monkeys in a room, there's a jungle gym, there's fruit up at the top of the jungle gym. Two monkeys try to go up to get the fruit. They get sprayed with hoses. They get knocked down. They get sprayed real bad. They introduce a third monkey into the room. The third monkey tries to go up and get the fruit. The other two monkeys pull him down and whoop his ass. Right? So they keep cycling through monkeys. But they but they take away an element of the project every time. So they would introduce another monkey, take the fruit away. Now when that monkey goes over to even to put his hands on the jungle gym, the other monkeys whoop his ass introduce another one, they've taken away the jungle gym, the new monkey comes in, the monkeys beat them up, and they don't even know why they're doing it. It's all new monkeys who have never seen the fruit, never seen the jungle gym, never been sprayed. But they just know this is just what we do. This is a real, this is a real, uh, a real thing that they, a real study that they did out at Stanford. Um, they talk about it at, uh, leadership academies for places that I've been. Um, and that's, it's very very much baked into WWE. We just we just do things, and we have no... A good thing that I've lived by over the years is if you look at a process that happens where you work, where you live, um, the school that your children go to, whatever it is, and you can have to ask... If you ask three people or more, if you ask three people, hey, why do we do things this way? And none of them know why. That's because there is no fucking reason. They do, You do it just because that's what you've always done. And it's one of those things in wrestling where we just accept this stuff that's being said that makes no fucking sense. And we just accept that there are kendo sticks under the fucking ring for no <laughs> fucking reason whatsoever. A table makes sense. A ladder makes sense. Tools to put the ring together makes sense. Chairs makes sense. Why are there kendo sticks under the ring? Especially when you can... When you can do a psychological thing where you can introduce them on purpose, post them on the ring posts, put them at the side of the ring and say, this is how we do 
no rules matches because this is how the you know warriors used to fight each other back in whatever the fuck you want to do. But it makes more sense than them just being under the ring for no fucking reason, no matter what town you're in. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go with a much simpler one. You don't hear this one as often anymore. Uh, it was it was a favorite of Jim Ross. Um, when you have a big guy fighting an average size guy, they'd said this a lot about Big Show, and they would and people would start going after the leg because that's what you do against a giant. And they would knock them down, and someone would and the commentary would say they're the same size or they're not seven feet tall on the mat. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They are still the, they are still bigger than the other guy. They're just not on their feet and not able to use it. They're not able to utilize that size advantage. I have no idea why, but that has always driven me nuts. One that's more subtle to me is, and it, but it goes with that, is when we do, like, the, and they don't really do it as much anymore, but the, the ten punches in the corner. Mm-hmm. Have, uh, has nobody ever, like, watched a, w, uh, like a UFC fight? Like, yeah. if you punch someone from an upward to downward angle ten times with no gloves on, your hand's broken, their face is broken, they're bleeding, they're fucked up, they're knocked out, your yeah. hand is fucked up. And none that's of getting, this ever happens. Ever. That's getting into a much different world with, there are certain things in wrestling you just kind of have to accept. Uh, as Bobby Heenan But you it, don't! Why, don't do it! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah but, if, yeah, but if you do that, the longest wrestling match ever is going to be about four minutes. If that. Yeah, but they're, they're doing open hand strikes. They're doing forearm yeah. strikes. But those things in the corner, that's straight downward with the knuckles fucking punches. You can't yeah. fucking... What the fuck? <laughs> uh, on a related note, one thing I have always wondered... This is getting away from the sayings thing, but it's the same idea. There has We don't have time limits anymore in wrestling. They haven't had those in forever. There has never been a match that just goes on for like three hours with no, with neither of the guys being able to get a victory everything always wraps up in like a maximum of about 25 minutes there's and never, never during a... the commercials that's pretty yeah there's like once or twice ever pretty amazing match in your... yeah uh it's pretty I, I crazy kofi... how that works yeah. i remember kofi kingston got a win once during a break and during a commercial i remember that yeah yeah but it's just like, and nobody there's never been a match that goes on for like four hours where nobody can get a pin and nobody can get a submission and nobody just drops dead from exhaustion ever and the match and the show somehow will always end at the moment at 11 o'clock before they got rid of the runover at about 11.15. Every single time. And with half the card usually being made that night, they still managed to pull off a full show. Yeah, that's, that's strange. It's like they, they, yeah. they, make up the, they make up the card on the spot a lot of the times. Yeah. How many? I remember a show once where there was one match. But there's a hard cutoff at 11. They never, like, cut off while yeah. there's still stuff going on or, like, Barely yep. in time, or the runover used to be oh, cool because it never didn't you always used to be the same time. Yeah, but it, it did help. It now, makes sense. once you now once you got the three hours of raw, screw off, dude. Go yeah. away with your Screw's extra that. time. We've been here. Uh, let's see. Uh, one more, one more, one more mailbag right, question. One, one more, one more. Um, we're going into overrun right now. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Why have the you're going to hate this one. Why have they turned Miz face again? His last face turn was hard to watch. Do you reckon it's because of his TV show? Have they turned? I haven't watched a single fucking instant of okay. this. So. Okay. Um, uh, as, okay. They gave, Miz gave his big face turn speech this week on SmackDown. And it wasn't bad. What he said was, 
He is mad at Shane for attacking his father at Fastlane because, for the first time ever in his life, after Miz and Shane won the tag team titles, Miz's father told him he loved him and he was proud of him. Of all the things to ask yes. about this, this, this fucking angle, why are they turning him face is is by far the fucking least of the whys to me. Um, why does this exist? Why are you involving fucking Mrs. Dad? Why just... Why is Mrs. Dad such a horrible father? Just fucking why? You mean not yeah. when he was WWE champion, not when he defended the belt at WrestleMania successfully against probably, yeah. if not the greatest wrestler of all time, the second greatest wrestler of all time. That, not but, when he, yeah, none not of those when, times. On a personal basis, not when he brought Maurice home to meet the family. Not when he had a when he had a daughter. None of these times. Your dad was never proud of you. But, but when, when you, you team with a McMahon, when you defended when, like, defended the Fruit Loop belts at the Fruit yeah. Roll Up belts at fucking WWE fucking dipshit lane bash, fucking yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, with with like your fifth or sixth tag team title reign. That's the one that makes him proud. That is the, the first thing that I was thinking is why isn't Mrs. Dad the heel in all of this? Because he's kind of a horrible person if that's all the case. God fucking damn it, man. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Hope you guys no, enjoyed no, the show. No. Um, WrestlingRumors.net Facebook page. That's where we usually post these. Again, if you want anything covered more or if you got questions, you, want mail, you got mailbag stuff, just sign off in the comments. I read all of them. You can also ask them on KB's site, kbwrestlingreviews.com. Do you got any new books? Uh, no, I'm trying to slow those up a bit. Doing five, doing six a year was kind of a bit much. So I'm doing uh, the next one should be probably we're looking at May. All right, cool. But look out for Tommy's articles on there, sir. Again, if you want us to cover anything, just mention it on there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, apologies for last week. I was at a wedding, and the next day I was uh, no in no fucking condition to come to you guys live from the recording studio. <laughs> um, so, blessings upon the married couple. Blessings upon all of you. Uh, enjoy the road to WrestleMania. Thank you for listening. Come all ye gallant heroes, along with me combine. I'll sing a song, it won't take long of the fight in 69. They're a band of men, brave, stout and bold, from Ireland they came. And they have a leader to the fore, McCochran was his name. It was in the month of April when the boys, they sailed away. And they made a sight so glorious as they marched along Broadway. They marched right down Broadway, me boys, until they reached the shore. And from there they went to Washington and straight on to the war. So we gave them hearty cheers, me boys, which was greeted with a smile. 
singing here's the vice, but fear no lies, we're the fight in 69. And when the war is said and done, may heaven spare our lives, for it's only then that we can return to our loved ones and our wives. We'll take them in our arms, we boys, for a long night and a day. And we'll hope that war will come no more to sweet America. So we gave them hearty cheers, me boys, which was greeted with a smile. Singing here's the boys who fear no lies, we're the fighting 69. So farewell unto you, dear New York, will I e'er see you once more. For it fills my heart with sorrow to leave yourself unsure. But the country now it is calling us, and we must hasten fall. So here's to the stars and stripes me boys And to Ireland's lovely shore And here's to Murphy and Divine Of honour and renown Who did escort our heroes Unto the battleground And said unto our colonel we must fight hand to hand Until we plant the stars and stripes Way down in Dixieland So we gave them hearty cheers Me boys, which was greeted with a smile Singing here's the boys who fear no lies We're the fight in 69 so we gave them hearty cheers, me boys, which was greeted with a smile. Singing here's the boys who fear no nights, we're the fight in 69.